This is the Macworld Podcast, episode 524 for September 7th, 2016. Howdy, folks, and welcome back to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Glenn Fleischman, a senior contributor at Macworld, and it's an exciting day. We're recording this right after Apple had his big product announcement on September 7th. So same day recording. You may be listening to this on a Thursday or later, but We've just uh, listened to uh, a, a bunch of interesting stuff. And joining me is not Susie Oaks, who's off editing a bazillion stories. And actually, even as we record, this is in the hands-on area at the uh, at the event, testing stuff out with her actual human hands. Instead, we have our good friend John Moltz. Hello, John. Hello, Glenn. It's great to have you here, people. You can listen to John on The Rebound, Turning This Car Around, a dad cast. He's a regular <laughs> guest on the talk show. He's got a site called VeryNiceWebsite.net. And he's a contributor to Macworld. So, John, you're one of us. <laughs> it's great to have you. I'll here. take that as a compliment. Uh, that's good. So, um, before we get started, you know, this we just got off this uh, two-hour presentation that ended with like a Palabalus uh, Mom and Chance uh, <laughs> presentation at the end of um, – not sure what that was, but uh, the kids like it. It was interesting. It was good. It was actually really beautiful. Yeah. But my favorite part of this whole event is Tim Cook coming out at the end thanking the dancer who was performing Sia's dance. <laughs> so she sang, and this woman looked so happy. It was like, I want to be that happy. Can she Apple looked make- like she was a, she was quite young too. Oh my gosh! And I she just looked wanted, like she was twelve. Yeah, I want to be as happy as that woman. If Apple can make me that happy, I would pay them any price. Yeah. Um, she, and she performed her dancing was, I mean, this flips, it was great. So, uh, athletic performance, John, before I give my opinion of this event, what's your feeling from this two hour, uh, panoply of new products? <laughs> well, I think the elephant in the room was the iPhone seven, of course. And so, uh, there was a lot of speculation leading up to this because the rumors had the body style of the iPhone seven being basically the same as the six, six S body style and and it basically is the same um with some definite changes to it um and and i think i mean even as someone because i i bought the iphone se earlier in the year and i'm kind of committed to that form factor because i like the smaller screen better but uh Looking at this device, I think there's a lot of things to be kind of jealous of. <laughs> um, I'm not a huge, I'm not like the biggest camera guy in the world, but um, when I, when I, I mean, even like the large camera with the, I mean, the large camera with the zoom um, seems utterly fantastic to me. So I would, I would love to have that. But um, again, I'm, I'm sticking with my, with my small size phone because I just prefer the size. Um, but I would love to have waterproofing and, um, obviously the speed would be, would be nice to have because you can never have too much speed. Okay. So the elephant in the room was that the other elephant, there's a missing elephant. I guess it's, I don't know what it's like a snake. I don't know what we're saying. I've lost the metaphor. The missing (laughs) elephant is the audio jack being removed Uh, as predicted. Apple is shipping a lightning to quarter or to eighth inch or 35 millimeter, um, Three, sorry, three point five millimeters, not thirty five millimeters. Right, right, right. <laughs> that would be a big uh, jack. So unlike, I mean, Apple is usually like suck it up, buy an adapter. This time, anticipating you backlash, get the adapter. they've included you get an adapter, it. and you get an adapter. Yeah, and I already see people saying, "Look, I don't want an adapter that doesn't also charge," because now I'm going to be listening. But a lot of people listen in transit; they're not charging and listening, whatever. But the adapter is included, so they diffuse one part of it. This is—is is this a stumbling block for you? The idea that you're going to have to carry a dongle or keep it plugged into your headphones so you don't lose it and not be able to charge—that uh, that was a big upfront thing. And now I'm like, will it be an issue? Um. 
I think it it could be an issue in certain circumstances. It's nice that they've increased the battery um, time. So there's uh, two extra hours of battery with the iPhone 7. So that will certainly help. Uh, when I listen, it, I think it really depends on your use. I mean, how you use it. Um, and a lot of people use them. I mean, think people use them differently. So I spend most of my time, I work from home. So I spend most of my time with my iPhone at my desk. And I often have it plugged in when I'm listening to music on my iPhone. So that is, I would not be able to do that anymore. But I also, you know, I have an SE and I'm in the house all the time. So charging isn't really a problem for me. Um, but if you're someone who's out and about all the time, it's, it's a bit different. Yeah. You used to have like, uh, there was a while when you were commuting from Tacoma to Seattle, uh, I'm giving away your whereabouts. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> when you were doing that, I mean, a lot of people, I forget the average commute in America is something like an hour, I think each way mm-hmm. or some, I mean, people who commute have like a 45 minute to an hour commute on average. Uh, so, you know, if you've got like a 12 hour day end to end and you're using your headphones for two or three hours of that, like this that's going to be the trade-off is do you get enough battery life out to do that without having to charge? Uh, and I, Cause I think there's people who are already, they have a charger at the office because they know they're not going to get through 12 hours between charges um, or they carry a small battery pack with them. So I just trying to figure out the use case. Like I wonder because they've included the adapter and I think most people have one set of headphones. I don't know how many people have multiple uh, so maybe the adapter is just always plugged into your typical set of headphones. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious if this diffuses it to the extent that it's not, I mean, I work from home also and I use headphones only when I'm typically out for a walk, um, but I don't have the commute. So I just, I don't know the use case here, but I, I just wonder if most of the time that people plug in headphones, they also are not charging. Yeah. Maybe an office setting would be different, but then you're often plugged into a computer or you're plugged mm-hmm. into a laptop, you know, doing streaming yeah. stuff. I mean, I think the real, the real push here is to, is to go, is to go wireless. I mean, yeah. that's what they, that's what they, they want you to do. $169 yeah. for the air pods, air, what are they? I don't even is know. It, I think it's, a, isn't it 159 No, I think it's a hundred. I'm looking at the. 159. Uh, 159. I'm, oh, it's yeah. $10 less. Yes, My right, apologies. right. You just saved, you just, we just saved everybody $10. Right. There, it's really not that bad. Folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not appalled by it, but. I'm told it's this not, is and it's cheap. not it's not unreasonable. I don't know what the quality is, but it's not unreasonable compared to the price of many Bluetooth head, headsets. That's what I hear. Good good ones. Yeah, ear I'm sorry, ear pods. I don't know what I'm calling them. E A R P O D S. Those are those are the cable ones, the ear pods. Lightning. The, oh, I'm sorry, the lightning light, ear pods lightning and adapter. Ones. Okay. Yeah. And then so, the and other, they're still they're still $29, which I think was about what the old ones were. I'm sorry, this is so confusing. I was looking yeah. at camera stuff while this part of the presentation is going on. <laughs> Uh, no offense to anything there, but so the, so there's two. Okay. So yeah, we so have they're two, the sa- they're the same price as they used Ear to be. AirPods and AirPods. That's not confusing. Air, right. And then um, there's Air, and then there's AirPods and AirPods are $159. Right. Um, and are they shipping? This is the other thing is, are they going to ship? They're not going to ship them with the. No, they're shipping in October. No. Yeah. They don't ship. Yeah. There you have to buy those, um, separately. But, I mean, and they don't, the, but either one, will there be lightning enabled AirPods will not be included with the phone now, right? Yes, they will. Yeah, yeah. You get oh lightning ear pods with the phone. You think get, I would know something about get this? The don- and you get the dongle. Phil was going on and on about this stuff, and I'm like, two cameras. <laughs> I'm trying to write up the two camera thing, which we'll talk about in a moment. Well, you're that's more exciting. of a camera person. I'm a camera guy. Uh, okay, so well, so that's good. So you'll be able to. Well, I mean, so this is you know, this is all very reasonable. Um, I I think we can move on because I think uh, it's been talked to death. And again, I think including the adapter. It ch- yeah, they tried the to, I feel like they've tried to cover all the bases. I mean, as yeah. far as, I mean, assuming, you know, when you start, when you go from the starting point of we're getting rid of the 3.5 millimeter jack 
they've tried to do what they can to make it more palatable, which is include the lightning headphones and include an adapter. I think it's also pretty amazing because I really, I think the predict, like beforehand, I was talking to uh, Jason Stell, uh, Christina Warren, and I forget who else it was. We were trying to predict, they were like $19, $29, or $39. And I was like, I think it's going to be 29 because 39 is sort of screw you and 19 is too cheap for Apple. And instead, it's included. I really didn't think that would happen. So mm. that's pretty cool. So we're talking yeah. about the um, the advantages. The iPhone 7, 7 Plus, um, same form factor, except the bump is going to be different on the iPhone 7 Plus right. because uh, actually even on the 7, I'm curious if the bump is identical. I'm looking at mine. It looks smaller in some well, some pictures it, to me. It's got a rounded – the 7 Plus has a rounded thing. I'm trying to find a picture of the back. Yeah, it's hard to tell. The 7, uh, it may – it looks like it has a slightly more beveled edge, but I can't tell. The 7 Plus definitely has a big bevel uh, around it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so these new devices, same form factor otherwise, which is great for case makers, yeah, clearly. They, right. And they, they moved the antenna lines, right? Um, which actually you can't even, I don't even think you can see the antenna say, lines on the, on the jet black one, at least. Yeah. Black uh, on black. Yeah, you can't, I, oh, you, they're, they're there, actually. You can see them just barely, but they're hard. They're really hard to see. Oh, I which see. Which I think is a nice touch to, because I always, okay. I never liked the antenna lines on the 6 and 6S. I've had a case on so long I've forgotten that they even exist because they're there at the bottom they're like a little yeah they, they yeah. take away from it. so the new phone so um, A10 processor 40% uh, more powerful than the A9 I think it's twice as much power as the A8 um, low power uh, jobs it's going to mm-hmm. have uh, the, the way it allocates um, cores yeah there's like a there's a, core, there's a low power core for simple tasks like email and things like that and then it's there's really, another there's another high power core for things like games it's really cool I mean that makes a lot of sense and I, I mean I think that is um, the battery life is the thing that people complain about most still with any smartphone no matter who makes it is they right. want more life and this it's not going to be heavier ostensibly I haven't looked at the exact spec but it's basically the same device with more battery because it's more efficient and that's mm-hmm. the goal of any yeah. uh, smartphone maker um, we have four core, four core CPU. That's right. So that's, I think in the past, we were, they always two core before this, I think. And people are talking about the future of multiple cores and Apple's been working on multi-threading, not to get too much in the weeds for a long time for iOS so that people would actually be able to, uh, developers would easily be able to take care of it when they had an arbitrary number of cores. Um, so hopefully this will help. Uh, the jet black color you mentioned, so you can get black, yeah. jet black, silver, gold, rose gold. Some people are going to really like this. This this uh so a matte or glossy yeah, so, black. So my wife and my wife and my son will be getting this phone, and I will I will not because <laughs> they're both on the uh, the program, the upgrade program. So uh, all they need to do is turn in their successes, and they, I have mag- a huge pro- they magically yeah. turn into sevens. I I may have to do that too. I started late. I think I did mine in October, so I have to wait a month before I I oh, switch okay. over. I wasn't thinking I was going to get one, but you know, so maybe we should talk about the camera because I think that is one of the you know. Uh, uh, Ben Bajaran, who's an analyst, uh, uh, his dad was an analyst and still is for years before him, uh, a really smart guy, and uh, his son also. And uh, so they mm-hmm. were talking about um, – their sorry, Ben was uh, tweeting about uh, – I think it was 50% of people, the camera is one of the deciding factors in what makes them get a phone. And yeah. um, totally buy that. And so let's get into some tweaky things, I think, right? It's, it's an F, um, F1.8, 1.8, instead of F2.2 aperture. Which means it can let in a lot more light. I mean, this is the thing: is the the phones have gotten better over time. They've had a smaller or a larger and larger aperture, which allows pictures in worse and worse light conditions. Because you know, most people are trying to take pictures. You're not always outdoors in Nice 
with uh, in the yeah. sun for right. um you're inside you're trying to take the birthday party picture without everything <laughs> being blown out and without it all being super pixelated and like everything about this so it's got a bigger aperture it's got a six element lens which um i think it last one was five if i'm remembering right i think it was five elements each element helps correct things like chromatic aberration distortion it gives you a better image um you know, it's paradoxical. Like the more elements you have, the better the, the uh, resulting image is. Um, it's the same 18 millimeter uh, wide angle lens, uh, which is a really, I've just been reviewing, um, doing a big package for Macworld of uh, add-on iPhone lenses. And it's really fascinating how great the built-in lens is and how flexible it is when you put on these other lenses on top. Yeah. Uh, and it's 12 megapixels before, but uh, Phil went into some detail about there's some, you know, improvements in the sensors that will make them better as always, but this quad LED thing. So four LEDs, true tone, which is a feature they introduced for color management in the uh, 9.7 inch iPad pro. Mm -hmm. This is going to, oh, and a sensor to compensate for flickering plus wide color capture plus, oh, and then now both models have optical image stabilization. Yeah. Right. Which was only available in the larger size before. Right. Yeah. So you're now you're walking into a crappy indoor lighting situation. You have, fluorescent lights and you have a bunch of people and the lighting is weird and you take a picture and it's going to go flash, 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 whoop, 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 badunk, and it's going to get something. <laughs> I mean, optical stabilization adds like extra um, stops is what they often say. Like if yeah. you, so that's what it says. It says, it says it allows for up to three times longer exposure compared to the iPhone 6S. Yeah. It's amazing. So it's like having a bigger aperture without having right. to have it. And that's cool. Right. So this means in really, truly awful indoor situations, which is probably where 20 to 40% of all photos are taken yeah, You'd probably get a yeah. better. And shot. like I said, I'm not like the hugest camera guy, but um, that, that is exactly the kind of picture that I most often take. So, um, you know, very appealing. Yeah, I um, that's exactly. Yeah, I think most people do. I mean, I love. Um, I don't. I haven't carried. I have actually a pretty decent mirrorless camera that I use for particular purposes, but I leave it behind most of the time now with my iPhone. It's only when I need a specific lens. Or I'm trying to get a really mm-hmm. good, like I have a, uh, forget a pancake lens. It's like a 12 millimeter. Forget it. I've got a much um, a shorter lens that I can use for um, outdoor photography. Uh, so yeah, so that's going to be great. I think for most people, that's the kind of thing where I think it's um, these are the things that usually add in the talk years. This is a tick. You know they do the TikTok right, and right. tick is usually the major number, and talk is the S addition. This is kind of a talk feature. It's like they really did a lot. It didn't increase the number of megapixels, but who cares at this point? 12 is fine. They did a ton of work they usually do on the alternate years because they didn't have a form factor change. Yeah. Yeah. And and we haven't even gotten to the, the water resistance. <laughs> water resistance. Oh, well, let's finish up with the um, the, the two camera. This yeah. So I think this is going to push the two camera uh, approach in the iPhone 7 Plus is going to push people to buy the Plus, I think, who otherwise wouldn't have because yeah, it's going to become I was their camera. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying that, that they were actually really considering it. And, and you know, and it makes me want that that feature i'm not i'm not obviously because i like the se i'm not going that large but um it, it's super compelling yeah i totally don't want a plus but now i have to at least get a loader <laughs> i'm going to go test it um so this is like my bread and butter there's an article up in Macworld people can read about computational photography and i was curious when i heard they had two cameras we didn't know any of the specs and in fact i don't think it even leaked that it was going to be a telephoto and a wide angle. So, so one lens is 18 millimeter, just like the, I'm, I'm assuming 18 millimeters, right? Isn't it? Not 28, but um, yeah, sorry. It's 18 or is it 28 millimeter? Now I'm confused. 
this old man here, old man confused about what he's saying. Um, it's got a wide <laughs> angle lens. Sorry, it's well, got, it just happened. It's got a wide angle lens, which is used for, um, which is the same as in the iPhone Seven, and it's the same uh, uh, millimeters as the uh, old ones. And then it also has uh, a fifty-six millimeter telephoto lens. Um, uh, so the telephoto lens, you know, right. it's not like be one thing if it just switched between it. it's like you can take a photo at this distance or this distance and that would be whatever but because they're using um computational photography already exists in the uh current iphone lines with high dynamic uh, range hdr photos which take multiple images and then combine them into something that has a smoother total range in this case they've got two lenses and they can do all kinds of tricks so if you take a picture at you know what they're saying 1x or 2x those are like native hardware driven optically grabbed photos if you go between the two it's combining it's not just interpolating it's doing some complicated computational integration of two different images to give you something that's going to look like an actual zoomed you know if you do 1.5x it's going to look like you had a zoom lens at that ratio because yeah. there's enough information. Yeah. Um, and then it'll go above 2x up to 10x. And I they are saying it's going to look better. I don't think it's marketing. I can't wait to test it out because, because they've got the two images. They have so much more data they can use to interpolate between the pieces of a digital zoom. So I bet 5x is not going to look as terrible as anything like the current one does. I think it's actually going to look pretty good. 10x will probably still look blurry and a little weird. But um, but 5x may not look that unnatural. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, John, are you a fan of bokeh? <laughs> I, had never, I don't think I had ever heard the term before today. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to pronounce it a couple of weeks ago. I've been saying bokeh yeah. before that. Bokeh. <laughs> um, so, you know, in the, so the technique, folks listening, it's uh, they're going to add later in the year. They This is uh, Phil Schiller talked about this as a um, like a, not a skunk works, but it was like extra credit is what right. he called it, which cracked me up. <laughs> and they let the developers, they gave them this task and the developers did. And this is something that's been talked about uh, and actually deployed before now. There's a, a, a phone, I've forgotten the maker, I mentioned it in the review, which I can't see right now. Um, they, uh, it was a different, um, I'm sorry, my brain, it says we've just did this. There's a, there's a previous Android phone <laughs> that came out in March of 2014 that had two lenses and in fact, sorry, the HTC One M8. I was going to say, it sounds like HTC for oh, some yeah, reason. It had two cameras and it did the bokeh trick. Although I found reviews while this was going on, there are mixed opinions about whether it looked uh, right. So, so bokeh is a subject, typically a person in the foreground, often a close-up of a face or a person um, where you can see the face clearly, is in very sharp focus and behind them everything is blurred as if you have a very, very shallow depth of field. And I know photographers like this because it simulates kind of how we see. When you're looking at something, even though you think you're seeing this great depth of field, your brain is kind of doing that. But if you look at someone in the face our eyes really do blur out everything around them. We are seeing it in that way. So bokeh is seen in some ways as giving us something that looks more real. It looks more like, you know, mm-hmm. like how we view the world yeah. instead of a huge depth of field. Yeah, um, and it's it's similar to, I mean, you know, it's what we used to have with SLRs, you know, back when back when I used a, an actual film camera years ago. Yeah, and I focus, got, you know, you know, that, you know that, that lens that would focus on, you know, you had to, you had to manually focus. Yeah, and you get this really narrow slice, and it's uh, you know you can do it with macro photography, and it looks beautiful. Uh, so this is a simulation, but because they've got the two cameras again, they're using a combination of computational photography and um, machine learning object recognition. So they're recognizing the face, they're pulling that out, and then because they have so much image data, they're almost they're really silhouetting 
the object. And mm-hmm. um, this feature in the the HTC phone, it got mixed reviews. I saw some images, and like it was, it's actually pretty decent. Um, but it looks like a simulation unless you get exactly the right kind of composition. What Apple's trying to do, you know, and, and honestly, Google, I'm surprised they haven't pushed more of this. Um, Google hired the guy who pioneered computational photography. In fact, I just found out he's been working at Google research for a bit. He quit his uh, tenured professor position as many people have done. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> we're two years past where the HTC was and also it was HTC. It wasn't an Android feature. Uh, Google and Apple have both come a long way in terms of what they can do with object recognition and people mm-hmm. recognition. So conceivably Google could also offer a feature like this as well. Yeah. Um, but once you have two cameras, they could also be doing stereoscopic stuff because you have two cameras with different focus points. Um, you could do stereoscopy. You can do 3D scanning. You could take your phone, walk it around an object, and software could create a 3D image of it, um, 3D model, which is cool. Um, there's You could have selective focus. So you could take a picture, and then you could later choose to change the focus. Uh, all kinds of stuff can happen. So we'll see developers should have access to both cameras in the same way they do. And Apple's making a raw photo access and it's wide color uh, access available through APIs in iOS 10. And that's new before you couldn't get uh, developers couldn't access raw data. So conceivably either there'll be camera apps that do a lot of cool stuff on the fly, or you'll take pictures and then you'll run an operation. It'll do it in, in camera, as they say <laughs> in the phone, it'll do the transformation as well. So, uh, it's all kind of so cool. Is the, is the bokeh only available on the, the larger phone or is it also on the, the regular iPhone you ha- 7? Uh, my understanding is only on the larger phone because, okay. um, yeah, because it, it is. needs the, the extra lens. Yeah, and they're going to release. Yeah, because uh, yeah. they could – now, conceivably, you could do it with one lens, but you'd be – the eye, the yeah, would, it would probably appear much more simulated. If they, right. if they do it the way that I suspect they will – is they're going to use the wide-angle lens to take the first picture that's fully in focus. The telephoto lens will actually be purposely either out of focus or focused in a very specific way. Then they can do a differential between the objects, oh, I see. the object recognition, and kind of drop it in. Yep. So they can still artificially defocus the image, um, but I think it gives them more information. I wouldn't be surprised. It's possible down the line. They'll say, you know, this actually works so well, we're going to make it an option in the regular phone, but I don't think it'll – I think it would look more simulated right. uh, without the second camera. Right. And it's coming later in the year. They, so they said this is – it was kind of fun. Apple doesn't usually do this. So like here's a feature. It's not ready. Here's a cool demo. It'll be a free update to iPhone 7 Plus owners later this year. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've been talking a lot because this is my – I love this <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, that's – no, the camera stuff. <laughs> now I'm going to shut up and we're going to talk about <laughs> – Not um, my area of expertise. Yeah, I love that. I love stuff. So uh, so iPhone 7, you, so you find it compelling. You're not going to get one. But overall, you like the array of features even mm-hmm. though there's nothing that's like – Super marquee. It just seems like um, you know stereo speakers, right? That's going to be. Uh, uh, they both have uh, it's waterproof up to one meter for thirty minutes. IP sixty seven rating. Yeah. New stereo speakers at the top and bottom. Um, this all seems kind of cool. I think for average people, the waterproofing is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but my wife has dropped <laughs> has dropped her uh, her uh, well not the same phone but dropped several iPhones in in the water. And, um, for her, I think this is going to be a huge thing. And it's, if you're, if you're someone out there looking, who's looking at phones and knowing that your, you know, that your real world usage, uh, will sometimes lead to accidents like this, uh, it's a really important thing to have. So, you know, yeah, if you can drop if you can drop it in the water and reach in and grab it real quick and it's fine, that's that's a big deal. Well, I was gonna say it's a little bit uh, of um, it's like the yes the bra phone toilet. Um, 
<laughs> connection. My niece did that. I mean, I know so many women who, again, because women's clothes typically don't have pockets unless you're wearing yeah. certain kinds of jeans, which then have tiny little shallow pockets. Yeah. Um, this, well, that was the thing with her. It was it was in the in her back pocket every both times when she oh, dropped man. her phone. Yeah, yeah. They pop right. So men have deeper pockets because yeah. we're mm-hmm. carrying I don't know gold nuggets. I don't know what we're sure. Pockets. Well, you know, <laughs> so that's what I, that's what I, I carried rocks and slingshots, things like that. Bugs, bugs, exactly. Yeah. Um, Nips and snails. So good. Well, so we've done we've gone through some of the main stuff there. Let's move on to what else we got on the agenda. Nothing else happened. Um, the watch. Now I don't own a watch. I sold mine famously to myself. Um, I sold it after Watch OS two came out because I thought, well, this is the best it's going to be right now, and I don't find it useful. So I knew someone who wanted it. I wasn't even wearing it anymore. I felt like I didn't need it for testing. They've kind of rebranded it. This is Series Two. You own a watch. You're a watch. I do. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's not advocate. You are a person who of uh, uh, who I enjoy my watch. Enjoy I do not watch. go out and tell people other people that they should get a, get a watch. <laughs> so series two. Do you? I mean, so this looks to you. That it, how how compelling is this to you? Not necessarily even upgrade, but what they're offering as a revision is this. Uh, does this change your thinking about the watch's more general utility to other people? Uh, it seems like they really hit the exercise stuff hard now. Um, that seems to be, you know, one of the criticisms of the watch when it originally came out was that Apple didn't really, I mean, they threw a whole bunch of stuff out there and they didn't exactly make a sort of unified case as to why you needed this thing. Uh, and now they seem to have really coalesced around this exercise thing. So I found that kind of interesting and, and, um, and I think, I, I think, you know, it's going to work for a certain type of person, but it's also going to not work for a lot of people who are just, you know, not that into exercising, I guess. So it's, it, I think they've made some great improvements if that's your thing. Um, but it's not necessarily a thing for everybody. Uh, oh, breaking news, by the way, I just had a tweet show up. The Lightning to 3.5 millimeter headphone jack adapter, you can purchase it separately. It's on the Apple store already. $9. So Apple is actually oh. saying, we know you're going to lose this. We know you want more than one. <laughs> it's nine bucks. It's cool. Okay. So just wanted to make sure I answered okay. answer that. Well, right, I, th- I heard uh, a number of intelligent people. I believe this includes you. No, you are an intelligent person, but I believe I heard you say this. <laughs> Uh, while during the sort of the watch, um, watch in the wilderness period, which that Apple released watch OS, not really knowing what people would do with it and what they wanted. And they left a lot of hardware overhead to give them room to sort of maybe under deliver a little. And then watch mm-hmm. OS too. It's like, okay, we can make things work better. We know it's going to be cool. We're going to fix the rough points, but like watch OS three and series two is all right. We know what this is for now. Do you think that's yeah. fair? I would think, yeah, I would say at least more so. And I mean, and it's probably like an evolving thing, but uh, it seems like it's it's much more focused than it was. Yeah. And I mean, Garmin, because everything, think- everything they talked about was, I mean, pretty much everything they talked about was uh, exercise related. And then they threw some game stuff in there too. That's yeah, no, that's totally true. I mean, right. Sw- the swim proof thing. A lot of people talk, I like when they say swim proof and I'm like, wait, I can't use it in the swimming. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're unable to swim when you're wearing the watch. Uh, it's like eating before you go into the water. But, uh, <laughs> but the, I mean, I, I know people who have the Garmin watch. Some of them got it to test, some bought one and uh, Garmin had done some gradual improvements and apparently released, it might've been months ago, 
a major software several months ago, a major software update. And a friend of mine said like over the course of a few weeks, it went from being kind of meh to being like, holy cow, this is what a uh, fitness watch could be. And it's always had GPS, but it's kind of herking. So now it's yeah. got GPS, it's waterproof. It's, you know, they've put all these better features in. Um, it ha- It seems purpose-driven, but also it's now – competing really hard against devices that have already found at least a niche in the market that people have gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I'd probably, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence about this one, but I'm probably not going to get it simply because I, it's faster, but I haven't, well, I mean, the thing is I haven't tried watch OS three yet, which I understand is, is going to be faster on my original watch. Everything I hear is amazing. So I need to, I need to see that first. Um, because I mean, really, one of the drawbacks of the of the original watch is that it is way too slow. <laughs> um, so it'll be you know it'll be a kind of a test to see how fast three the watch OS three is to make you know to see if I if I'm going to splurge and get the get the new device. So you decided to not put the uh, to do the developer thing, get in the program, and install the watch OS three beta. I have not done that. That's, yeah, that's I, I got into this weird yeah I got into okay. this weird gray area where I was like, well, I don't want to do it too early and have everything that I rely upon crashing. And then it got to the point where it was like, then I went on vacation and I was away anyway and I wasn't going to do it. And then it got back and I was like, okay, well, now I might, wait, as well, right. might as well just wait. Yeah, that's good. No, I mean, all the watch OS three reports have been, you know, I think astonishing. So, um, so here's the funny part. So do you know what the ceramic body watch is going to cost? Did you see? No, I did not. It is, uh, they, they did not out, announce they did that, not did announce they? It is going to cost $1,249. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh well, it's yep. good. I don't want a white watch. <laughs> it's going to be a little expensive. I think this is, I mean, they're still going to sell. So they're selling the series one watch. I believe they're still selling the gold plated 24 karat gold or whatever, uh, edition watch. So those will still be in the market. Cause one of the questions was when the next watch comes out, what do people have a previous one do? Do they feel left out in this case? I think because they left the hardware overhead, watch OS three is going to be less painful if you own a, what's now being called a series one watch. And they'll still sell it. So mm-hmm. it's going to be the starting watch. It's going to do everything the Series 2 watch will do. I don't think there's actually a difference, right? Don't have a GPS. Well, the GPS. That's, yeah, I the mean, GPS. which is significant for a lot of people. Right. Uh, but it doesn't have cellular. So when they do cellular, like Series 3 or whatever they'll call it, which may be even two years away, at least a year and a half, maybe two yeah. years away, then there's a bigger differentiation. But um, this is fascinating to me because I thought they might have to either obsolete Series 1 or it would be a whole different thing. And now I think yeah. there's a – like the hardware – the, the, the OS improvements are going to make series one remain viable for them and not piss off the people who are early adopters <laughs> like you. You'll be like, Oh, I got kind of what feels like a new watch. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, also very important. Uh, the new watch face typeface is Futura. I believe it is extra black italic is what it looks like to me. Not just bold <laughs> italic. I think it's extra black. Well, maybe it's bold, but I think it's. Extra so black. what was the, the original watch? So this is actually more expensive than the original watch. Yeah, this At least is the, base, the thirty-eight. Yeah, the thirty-eight millimeter is more expensive. The forty-two millimeter is the same price. That's right. So that's it's a little yeah. bit different. I mean, it also tells you like I think they sold. It's interesting. I don't think we ever saw a split between thirty-eight and forty-two millimeter uh, sales because Apple doesn't break stuff out like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, running down this stuff here, let's go. The GPS oh, would yeah. be nice to have. I, I'll throw that out too. So the GPS. I mean, I do go running occasionally, and, without and your that phone. would be without my phone. Yeah, yeah I've done that. that. The, some of those apps, like that was the hiking app looked amazing. I mean, they have some really amazing mm-hmm. apps that are GPS based. And the fact that if you don't, I mean, I got to wonder, like, 
there is that weird overlap of like who isn't carrying their phone <laughs> with them with a watch. You don't go out in like a 10-hour hike without your phone probably. Um, but on the other yeah. hand, if you can put it in airport mode and not use it except in emergency and you use your watch the whole time because you don't need network connectivity, you're not looking for text. It's just there for emergencies. Maybe that's the right combination. But right, right. Uh, it is interesting. Um, we also got oh, we got the uh, announcement date. So iOS 10 and watchOS 3 are coming on September 13th. Uh, we have not gotten, I believe, tvOS nor Apple uh, – sorry, macOS Sierra. Macos, yeah. So now we have Siri – Sierra and series <laughs> two and one. So, yeah, I mean, so the, the uh, just to jump ahead, I guess the thing that seems like there's, there is room for in, in another event in October. Right. I guess so. I mean, everyone was thinking no, but I guess that's going to be the, maybe they will have new Macs at that point. Uh, you know, yeah. the Apple last week, Susie and I were talking about, I think we didn't get the name of CB Lake. Is that it? Uh, KB, KB Lake, I got to get this right. It's this, um, you know, Intel has all these names that oh, are- yeah, the processor. Yes. What is it called? Right. K, KB, it is, KB Lake. Uh, they just announced, I think, right after we were uh, doing the last week's taping, Intel said, hey, there's going to be like 200 laptops will be out in this next quarter that use KB Lake, which was the thing we were waiting on. Although I think people are also saying that uh, maybe the MacBook Pro won't feature them, so- We'll see, but I suspect mm. we will get an answer about whether we're going to see Max this year. Yeah. Um, but that's going to come at an October Yeah, event. a lot of grousing on Twitter about no, <laughs> no Max. Yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah, it's, it seems like a long time. I mean, I have a MacBook, uh, 2015 MacBook, so I'm totally, I'm totally satisfied. With what I have. Uh, <laughs> but I guess it wasn't surprising. I think in the end, we were pretty sure there's only going to be Watch and iPhone today, and that's what we yeah, got. Yeah, going into that, it, you know, that, was, that was the the buzz, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's some, the gaming news at the outset. Let's talk about a couple other things. I think we're actually almost, uh, despite the amount of news, there's a lot of detail I think that'll be coming and we'll be covering it. Of course, at Macworld, we've got some early articles up. Um, we'll have the hands-on from Susie and uh, it's going to be touching all this hardware before it happens. But, um, you know, so a few little things like I work, I, I was watching Twitter. Uh, so uh, security reporter, uh, uh, editor at uh, Daily Beast was like, oh, you know, it's unpaid. I like this guy, Noah Shackman. He's a good guy. And he's like, oh, you know, all of you people live blogging, you're giving free publicity to just, you know, a corporation. And I'm like, I don't know what you're looking at, but my feed is like everyone laughing at Apple's iWork introduction, <laughs> people being critical, Apple saying this is new and people saying, no, it's not new. Here's citation. Like I'm watching real-time Wikipedia annotation yeah. of right. it. So I don't know what his feed looks like and I don't know what sites that he's pointing at. Yeah, but. particularly when Phil, Phil Schiller said courage, was <laughs> <laughs> that it takes courage to get rid of the uh, the headphone jack. Yeah. Um, that's That sets some people off. Actually, I feel pretty good because I think it means that I am not totally in echo chamber when I see people being <laughs> totally critical of the things that they also love and they adopt and, right. and use. Um, but the uh, iWork real-time collaboration, something that's been, uh, you know, hey, Google Wave. I loved Google mm-hmm. Wave. I miss Google Wave. Um, do you remember, what was it, Ether Pirate or Ether, um, Etherpad? Um, Sub-Eth, Sub-Eth, Sub-Eth Edit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was mm-hmm. a version, yeah, there were versions that worked on the web. And um, those are great tools. And uh, Google Docs has been great for that. So I'm kind of excited. I'll see how well iWork works that way. But right. I love, uh, I don't care that Google Docs did it first. Google Docs as a web-based thing. Holy cow. Have you ever worked with long Google Docs documents with anybody else? No, I've been uh, oh. mercifully have been able to stay away from that. The only thing that I ever ever occasionally get into is the the incomparable sometimes uses uses that to do their scheduling and, and topics. It can be so. hor- I mean Google Docs, so yes, Google has had real-time collaborative editing for a while in Google Docs, but um, when I was doing editing for the wire cutter, 
uh, we were doing kind of our primary place to work was Google Docs for these complicated, you know, reviews uh, that we're working on with formatting and so forth. And we'd have people going over it and track changes would get lost and documents would corrupt and, uh, you know, all the stuff. So if I work can do that better, then I'd be happy when I'm working with people with pages and numbers and keynote. I'll be happy to be collaborating. I work like a native <laughs> software that's talking over iCloud. Let's hope it works. Uh, John, I don't do the games. Uh, Pokemon Go <laughs> and Mario. This seems like kind of big news. That was though. yeah, and and uh, yeah. I mean, in a way, it, the rest of the the keynote was a little bit downhill for me after the Mario announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this. That was that was absolutely huge, huge, and and I think took a lot of people by surprise. Some people sort of thought, well, maybe this will happen, but nobody really knew for sure. I mean, this this sort of came out of the blue. And it looks like a terrific game and it's something that people have wanted forever. So it's, uh, it's pretty exciting. And I know my kid, when, when he gets home from school, <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> beside himself over that. And he's probably also going to be, you know, bugging me to get an Apple watch now that Pokemon Go is on the Apple watch. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's the thing is like, uh, I saw people saying, well, it'd be great if they'd come out with this watch feature for you know, Pokemon Go to um, Pokemon uh, two months ago. But I'm, you know, even the adoption curve went way down or usage curve. There's still yeah. tens of millions of people playing it. And I'm like, this is going to put some people over the edge. They're going to buy a watch because of this, because it's something fun they do already. Yeah. It's going to take people who have a watch are going to become heavier watch users and it's going to drive up usage among a segment. So maybe it's not, you know, tens of millions more people, but it's really going to change the dynamic, <clears throat> excuse me. And it's an exclusive thing, right? It's going to be on the, the Apple watch initially. I don't know if it'll yeah, come at least, at least to start, I'm sure they'll probably release it for other platforms later. Yeah. So that's kind of, I mean, kind of exciting. So was, yeah, I thought it was a fun place yeah. to start. It was like, Hey Mario, then Pokemon go, yeah. then I work. And, and they're they, like, Whoa. And, they, <laughs> and they really, they did a good thing in making the game um, more suitable to, a touch-based interface um, because it's if you've ever played those kinds of games with a D-pad, those are can be awfully frustrating. So yeah, these it's are good, it's good that it's just that you know you tap to do certain things, and it looks super fun. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, my, I'm sure my son is going to be incredibly excited, and I'm very excited about it too. One-handed play, right? That's the uh, yeah, that's gonna be the big thing. Um, should mention just a couple other things. We've got a rundown on the chip at MacWorld. If you're interested in more of the details about the A10, we have some really good chip writers uh, on the PC world and MacWorld side, and so we have an article about the chip, the A10 Fusion. There, um, which is cool. And also, um, we didn't note at the outset, but probably worth noting, the 16 gigabyte uh, model of device is now uh, gone for everything except but the SE. SE. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Including um, the iPad Air 2 is now, uh, was also quietly announced, 32 gigabytes is now the low end model oh, for right. that too. So, um, yeah, as far as I can tell, that's the only thing that's uh, <laughs> that's yeah, that's the other thing that it's you know my son is going to be excited about. They just doubled his um, storage space for free because you know he'll just swap his phone out because he's on the upgrade plan, and so I'm assuming because he has the second tier phone, the second tier 6s, he will get the second tier seven, yeah. and his storage space will be automatically. I believe doubled. they're keeping, unless I am wrong about that, I don't see the number. I think uh, I've got the press release. I believe they're keeping the price points the same right mm -hmm. for the older phones so the mm -hmm. iphone 6 will have 32 gigabytes but it'll still be uh well actually the question oh, i'm sorry let me look at that up because they uh, apple usually keeps the prices the same right yeah here we go iphone yeah, 7 i think it was 650 dollars now buys you a 32 gigabyte model instead of a 16 gig and then the right. iphone 6 i don't see they don't list it in the same press release usually but that usually then drops a hundred dollars um 
So that should now be 549 for a 32 gigabyte model, which is a really good deal. It actually makes it a bit more competitive uh, against competing phones. Um, and, uh, you know, some other minor things that came out, we'll talk more about those in future weeks. I don't think anything else was quite as significant as the things we came through. Oh, Apple Pay coming to Japan, that's uh, that's one of the issues because uh, they're yeah, still I was trying not, to I was that. not aware that they had a different technology there that they um, needed to account for. Nothing is the same. Nothing is – yeah, so you'll need a new <laughs> iPhone to be able to do that, but it's just uh, – it's coming along. All right. Well, I think we may have run down the significant things. Folks, if you want to hear more about this, you know, you can always email us, podcast at macworld.com. Find us at macworld.com and leave uh, comments on the post. Find us on the Twitter, at Macworld is one place. Of course, you can also find me at G-L-E-N-N-F. And Mr. Moltz is at M-O-L-T-Z, Z like Z. And uh, you can follow him all throughout the rest of his life. Through the end of your days, John, <laughs> they will follow you. Uh, so good news, everybody. We got, th- we got through it. We made it. But in a few weeks, there'll be much more news. Uh, and then because uh, we've got another, uh, what do we got here now? It's the 7th, so we'll have the, I- uh, the iOS is shipping next week. Next and week. then a week from Friday, we'll have the iPhone 7, 7 Plus shipping. It's going to be a fun fall. John, thanks for joining me through this rapid dash through all of the announcements today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and thanks, folks, for listening to the Macworld Podcast. This has been Episode 524, if you're keeping track, for September 7th, 2016, and we will be back next week.